Thank you so much for checking out part two of this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And if you haven't heard part one yet, go ahead back, take a listen, let us know what you think. You have this moment, you go through, you learn, and now in your mind, you're going through this whole experience saying, this is the next phase of my professional career. Correct. Run me, run me through, after you, you come back from MasterChef, run me through some of the things that happened yeah. and where your head was at and what surprised you along the way. So before I left, I told my wife that we're going to turn this into business. I saw this as an opportunity. No matter what happens from the show, only one person can win. Right. So you have to say, look, how do you turn that opportunity? Only one person can win the award and the check. Yeah, exactly. And, and when I say win, win the show. That, yep. And I, I want to make that clear just yes. in case anybody's not listening with the mindset that I think you and I are on the same path. One person can win the show, the title of, of, of winning Master, Master Chef. Chef itself. And and that necessarily doesn't mean that you're going to go on to stardom also. A lot Correct. of people who have who have won reality shows or, or so-and-so, Big Brother, where have they gone? It, it's Some so, have gone to jail as a result of it. <laughs> right. Or just they disappear. Yep. You know, they expect the 15 minutes of fame to come to them. That is not the case. Hollywood does not come to you. Right. That That's a definite, I can tell you that from experience, right? So I said to my wife, you know, we're going to turn this into a business. I'm going to use this opportunity now uh, on the national stage. When I get back, we're going to do some great things no matter what happens. Where I finish, what happens on the show. So when I got back, I got to work right away. I didn't wait. I literally landed and built a website that same night. I didn't wait. I said, we got to take this and use this marketing opportunity and jump on it right, right. away. You've got to, you've got to take the 15 minutes of fame that and roll it over that were presented to you and create the next 15 minutes. of fame. Correct. Yep. And mine probably wasn't 15 minutes. Mine probably was about maybe uh three. Okay. <laughs> three minutes. But, but that's it. And, yeah. and you know, that's why I always love that line from Andy Warhol was everybody gets 15 minutes of fame. How do, but in reality, how do you use it? Right. Do you sit there and let the spotlight just hit you and you do nothing. And it doesn't happen. Or do you create something bigger and better out of it? Yeah. And that's why I love it's, it's, I think it's part of why I connected with you through the social media world is I watched, I, I watch a lot of what you do right. and say, it's not just about making a video to teach somebody how to flip a chicken wing or a burger. It's how do I make noise to connect with people to create more opportunities, which is why you're sitting here right now. Correct. You know, you've put in, you've made a conscious effort to, to work on developing your brand. I'm making a conscious effort to develop my brand. Or and in both of our cases, multiple brands, even though it's the same person. Correct. You know, yeah. You've got the chef Jonathan who does this, this, and this. I've got Dean Miller who does this, this, and this. Right. How do we co-mingle them all to become? You know, it's the power of a mastermind. You you get one smart person, you only get so many answers. You put two together, you might get two times as many answers. You put four together, it's the mind of ten people. Right. And ten smart people. Yeah. So you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be the most intelligent person in the world. You become the average of who you surround yourself with. Be careful who you're with. There's also having a good vision too to see where the opportunity lies and, and grab it. And I think that's as a result of asking better quality questions every day. And yeah. I, I see that happening with you, which is why I love this. So keep keep rolling, please. So I got back and landed literally out of MacArthur. Drove home. The flight. We got home like at seven o'clock at night. Got here. Not waiting. I grabbed something quick to eat. In the house, jumped on my laptop, built a website in a matter of an hour, and I was online. I was in the search, top search in like three days. So everyone was typing in my name, did not do any paid SEO or anything like that. Okay, so this is strictly organic based on, the, organic. Fa on the fact that, and you're home weeks before the show actually airs, correct? Yeah, weeks and weeks. Yeah. They didn't air that until like 
uh, six months later. So you've got that lead. You've, you've actually got that lead time to build in for yeah. the national viewer, right? But the local audience kind of knew you were. No, you they were, didn't know. Oh, nobody. We knew. had okay. to keep it secret. Okay. Um, we weren't allowed to tell anyone that we were on the show or anything like that until roughly around April is okay. when they gave us the. Green when the light. show starts there. Yeah, May was when. Yep. Actually, I, I'm. I take that. I scratch that. Probably about. Late March is when they gave us. But this is when they're starting to do their their trailers yeah. and their teasers on TV. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they want to create the story. They released the cast out, I think, to like the press around March. Okay. Uh, and it was all digital. Yeah. People, and then they started. And again, it, you know, it's just a lesson in advertising. Yeah. Just because you got a great product. like I, We're learning more and more with the podcast. A great opportunity for us is just because we're doing a great interview doesn't mean we can't tease it before and or after. Right. You know, we don't have national coverage, so we've got to promote every episode. And when we do a good job of that, you know, to go back to the marketing days and, and the sales days, we talk about, you know, guerrilla marketing and Jay Abraham, and guys right. like that. And Dan Kennedy was one of the first people I ever heard say, you've got to learn to market your marketing. Yeah. You, you want to sell, you want to get a bigger audience. It's great that we have Google pay-per-click and Facebook ads and social media nothing, in though. general. But unless you learn how to build a marketing system that can market the marketing system that can create your sales opportunities, you're not going to get anything. Correct. And, and that's the mindset I had also yep. when I was doing that. So when I built the website, I, unfortunately I couldn't advertise any of that, but I found other ways to kind of subliminally put it in there without getting myself in trouble. Cause I did have an NDA with okay. them, which, which lasted a, a little over a, a few years. Um, so I found ways to do that creatively without giving away any of that info as of now. I'll save that for another time. So I built the website, got that going, was uh, live in a matter of a couple of hours, had the domain and everything, started getting leads for private dinners right away with zero experience now as a person has done things mm -hmm. like that. So now I'm getting Fast forward, I got the private dinners going. I'm probably doing like two a week. Great. Love it. You know, quick money. Yep. You know, I'm not going to say what kind of money it was because. But it's helping to pay the bills. I made sure the IRS knew. <laughs> and we, we did that. Uh, fast forward, now Master Chef, and, and I've already built now a little bit of a small reputation of doing dinner parties and, and okay. cooking classes and things like that. Now we get the okay from Master Chef that we could start. Uh, using that publicity. How deeply involved were you with social media at that time? I already had a social media setup already before I got there. Um, and that's something I think helped me also when Master Chef was looking around because, again, they, they want to find the, the talent that's going to be suited for them. Yeah, they they want to keep eyeballs on the episodes. Yeah, and that's exactly. all it is. Yeah. And it wasn't the matter of the following because, you know, you're on that show, you could build your following very, very rapidly, quick. Yeah. Yeah, organically. But they want to see the talent that they're looking at. They want to see that personality. So, you know, they kind of have that creative content to look at before you get there. Right. So it kind of gives you a, a head pre start. They're pre-screening the auditions. They're pre-screening auditions. Course. You know, that's of how course. they looked and said, look, I want to give you a VAP audition. Not by how I talk on the phone. There's no way they could yeah. see that, right? But they saw the content that I already right. had. They see your personality. Yeah. They get to know you. They get to, We talk about in sales, no like, and trust. They knew you. They, they liked something about it. They got to know you. They knew a little something about you. Now they want to bring you in to understand where's that trust. Can we work with you? Correct. So, you know, now I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to build a brand, right? I started trying to craft a brand. And this was in uh, early 2015. Now when March, we got the green light for MasterChef, we could only use certain things 
by MasterChef approval because they don't let you make money. Mm-hmm. Fox, they don't let you make money unless they're the ones making the money first. Right. They they want to control it. Yes. Because you you are their talent. You are their talent. No matter how far you went on a show, if you were someone that was on screen for 10 seconds, they're controlling everything you're doing. Okay. So I'm sitting to myself saying, how do I get around that where I'm not going to get myself into a courtroom? How do I get myself to use this opportunity they gave me? To leverage it. Leverage it. Yep. To turn this into a brand, into money, into more opportunities. And sure enough, public media is, is something that you can use to your advantage. It's still enough attention, enough exposure, enough eyes, which you could use now the public news. You could use local newspapers. You could use, because it's considered news. Okay. Where it's not something that's a TV base oriented. Okay, I, I got you. So it's not. So something. there's a little bit of a loophole there that I'm sure there they're aware loophole, of. Right. But, okay. But there's nothing they can do about it. Okay. Because it's a news station. If they want to use saying, hey, Jonathan Sinto on MasterChef, we're going to have him on and do a cooking segment. They can't stop that. Now, if I went like on Jimmy Kimmel, different story because it's network it's TV. It's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, it's network TV. Where this was news related, and that's the the loophole I found, the angle I found. You know, it's funny. I never thought about that. We, we launched a show that we're doing on, on Facebook and it's called, if you live here. Right. And it's, you know, it, I'm, I'm a local real estate agent. I sure. don't hide that from anybody. I'm look, I aspire to be a, a broker, a, a move beyond broker and become the owner of a, of a company that does real estate transactions for people and runs a coaching and training for agents to help them help them serve the public. And we launched it for similar reasons to create that exposure to say, Hey, we're not only, this is, we, we don't only help people to purchase and sell their homes, right? We're community experts. And we launched this little thing and it, it just amazes me how quickly we looked at it as entertainment, but really, you know, that was a very good differentiation you just gave me is that this is actually news that we're creating. Right. And just because we sat here in the studio the other day with Buffalo wing, with chicken wings from seven different places that are all within three blocks of right. us, I looked at it and said, that's actually news that we're creating. Yes. And news is entertainment. You know, if you look at some of the yeah. top related shows on TV, majority of them are news related. Yeah. So it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very different perspective that I think in the back of my head, I may have known, but didn't understand. Right. And I think that's actually, that's actually going to be helpful to us and what we're doing here. So I appreciate you saying that. my pleasure. So yeah. that was something I, I reached out to right away and I reached out to them. I, I, I had no shame in saying, Hey, look, I need your help. Really? You know, I want the publicity. I need the exposure to try to get to where I am today. I wasn't paying for it. But I was telling them, and I'm using Master Chef. I was a contestant on Master Chef. I was allowed to say that. Right. They gave us the green light to say this is what you can say. Local guy makes local guy yeah. makes it in Hollywood. Boom. <laughs> and, and and right away, within the matter of a week, you know, we had a bunch of different publicity outlets that were local, from the Patch to Newsday, yep. uh, News Twelve, uh, Long Island Herald. You know, just went down the list, and that was great because you want now that cluster. You're not, happening right away. You're not only building consistency, you're building a, a local and spreading to a regional brand. Correct. So you left Belmore, now you're in Nassau County, now you're all best of Long Island. and Right, and it, and it helps now spread out, like yep. you said. But what's good about that also is on, on the actual online itself. Now you're developing a blueprint mm-hmm. where when someone searches you on a Google, you pop up. And that's really important for your website because you want now to reach the top. Without any of that, you're not going to get there. Right. So... That was something that was in the back of my mind, and I took that 
knowledge from working at Career Education Corporation. You know, that's what they installed in us. And, and I watched that, how they did that with their marketing online is because they use those different ways and different strategies to be searchable like that. They didn't pay for that. SEO wasn't huge back then. Right. You know, it was, it was a different form of marketing that, that they used. It was more like the paper clicks and stuff like well, that. Well, it's because the algorithms and, and the algorithms and the business building methods behind it for the Googles of the world have evolved. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that really didn't exist back then. Yep. The word algorithm barely barely was used. It w- it was there, it just wasn't common knowledge yeah, amongst was. folks like ourselves. Correct. Yeah. You know, if you worked if you worked for Google and Yeah, if you're a tech yeah. expert, you yeah. knew that word right away. Yep. That was something that they, they had. So that was something that was in the back of my mind. How do I get more exposure? Without paying for it, because that you can't pay for it. If you pay for it, it's going to destroy you organically. You know, you're, you're just it's just helping that brand, that type of interview that you pay for. Um, so that's the first thing I started doing. I researched, got online, started looking different types of things up, and it wasn't just locally. I was trying to look in other states and reaching out to different radio stations and different newspapers. And that happened. That transition happened. So that helped a lot. And what I what I love about this and where you're going is, is something that I, I talk about all the time is just because you're in a vertical or a niche business doesn't mean you can only look at people who do that. Right. It sounds to me like you were, a, maybe it was just subconsciously, but you were aware in every situation along the, your career path that you were paying attention to things that not only applied to your job and the business around your job, but the, the things on the periphery of it that you, that you paid attention to and, and you kind of learned from, uh, for example, you know, I, I talked in the real estate world, say, how did we build into the team concept that is becoming more and more common in the real estate industry? Right. Well, you watch doctors and lawyers and other businesses and say, how do they operate their flow? And part of the things that, that I, I love most about my real estate company is that we're trying to build a machine that says every day when you come to work at a minimum, 80% of what your responsibility is are things that you not only are good at, but that you enjoy doing because you can be good at things that you don't like. Yeah. I want people to come to work every day and, and say, I love what I'm doing so that when that 10, 15, 20, 25% of stuff comes up that I hate doing, at least I know the majority of my time is going to be spent doing these other things. Therefore I'm willing to give more of myself to be a benefit to the other people around me. And we learn that by you look at a doctor's office, you know, yeah, that's you pay accurate. all this money. If you paid cash to go to a doctor, you'd go broke quick, but that's, that, that's a conversation for another time. But you think about it, you call to make an appointment, you get, you get an appointment maker, you get there, you check in at the front desk, that girl's never sticking a needle in you or putting a blood pressure machine on you. They sit you down. Someone different comes in and takes you in and takes your weight and your, your, your vitals. Right. And then the doctor comes in, and sometimes the doctor sends somebody else in before I ask. Physician's assistant. And the doctor is the one everyone looks at and says they're making the big bucks. And what I love about my own personal general practitioner, she understands that I'm a client before I'm a patient. Yeah, of course. Not every doctor does that. And we had, because when I first started going to her, I had some issues with some of the periphery doctors that she shared the space with. Appointments would get canceled. There were were cracks in, in in the armor. And I sat down and I said, Doc, Business person to business person, I said, first and foremost, I'm a client. She's the first doctor that ever said to me, 100%, I agree with you. Not you're right, I agree with you. I'm a patient second. And I learned so much about that with, with my own industry here to say, you know, I don't like doing certain things. As a result of it, I tend to not be as good at them as I am capable of being. 
let me hire somebody who does that, who loves it. Right. And why steal the joy from them just because they love doing stuff that I think is just menial for me or I'm not good enough at. Uh, never, it's not that it's below me, but I don't want to do those things. I want to come to work and do things that I love to do because it makes me stay here 10, 12, 14 hours sure. a day and not realize that I've been here that right. long. That's when my wife calls time and goes says, quick. Hey, you forgot about us today. Yeah. <laughs> but she understands it. So keep going. So one thing I've learned too, to be is a good listener, yep. right? This industry without I'm in uh, entertainment, there's a lot of things that's moving very quickly. There's a lot of pieces and parts and, and things happening. So. I listened to everything, and you brought up that point earlier. Um, that was something that I definitely took now. I was able to to really use in my favorite now. Uh, I didn't know back then, though, that I was going to be able to, to take all the things I've learned and say I'll apply it now. Uh, so I listened back then because I was green and broad and, and didn't know what I was really going to do. And were humble enough, humble enough to, to acknowledge that. Yeah, I think yeah. – I, I don't know if I knew I was humble at that time to, to know – what I was doing. But I it was think, there. You just might not have realized. I didn't realize. I think yeah. I was just inexperienced and, and so immature at that time that as I got more of experience and knowledge and seeing more people and what they're doing and trying to say, look, I want to do things like that. I want to be able to apply those things that they're doing and seeing all these amazing people. That's exactly what I want to do when I got back home uh, when I was a master chef. So the first year, Coming off of Master Chef, I did the private dinner parties, got as much exposure as I can, and I put in a five-year plan. That's what I put down on paper. And each year was supposed to be a progression of growth. So I wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to just sit back on my heels now. I got the 15 minutes that I wanted. That's not what it is. I built the network the first year. That's what the goal was. We did a bunch of charity events, and you know, we showed people that, what I can do. And, you know, we got the exposure from brands being at those events, yep. um, auctioned off a bunch of times when I auctioned off and it was a dinner for free. When I say free, cause I'm giving my time to them, right. you know, my services for free for the mm-hmm. charity, make money, which I'm all part of. But I said, how do I make money from that? You know, I'm going to do a dinner party from 10 people. That's going to cost me a lot of money. Right. So I would charge for extra guests. So I was, it would be a dinner party for four. Right. I say, okay, $150, whatever with us at that time, a person. That's how I would make money on top of that for that. So it was worth my time. Creativity. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a limit. I, I don't see many limiting factors in everything I'm hearing from you. Yeah. I don't you're use always, that word limit. Yeah. You're, you're always creating the newer opportunity. So I love the idea. Hey, you you do the right thing for a charity. You put this package together. I can go serve four people. But right. if those four people want to do a big event, turn it into something else, well, boom, there you go. You get a way to offset your costs. At the same time, you're doing, you're doing something very, very amicable in, in working with a charitable organization, which is something else that's near and dear to my heart that I love about you is that you do so many different things. Um, and it's for the right cause. But at the right. same time, you know, listen, we, we get out of bed in the morning. We we may not get out of bed to make a living, but we understand that we have to make a living. Absolutely. Right. And look, you know, food is a different a different thing. So, you know, you, when you're dealing with clients and you're giving them the top ingredients that you possibly can source, that comes out of your pocket. Right. So you have to at least find a way to get that back. Offset the cost. Yeah, and, and a little right. bit extra. There's no reason not to, right? And you're getting also clients from those parties. So if you're giving them the experience that they expected, 
You should be at your 150 percent. If you're exceeding their expectations, you have to exceed them. You can't just say, "Hey, okay, you won your dinner party. Let's just have some fun with it." You know, we make it interactive. I mean, we put on a show. It's chef teaming. That's how we come in there and and have fun. So the clients refer. Referrals is how I work. I've never advertised a day in my life. The best form of marketing out there is is that third party endorsement. So we did that for the first year, networking, dinner parties, charity events. And I said, now year two, we start building the brand. We have that exposure now. Now we have to build it to get to the national level. So now I said, you know what? I'm going to act. I've always wanted to act. I'll meet a bunch of people that way. I'll network that way. I might not be a Tom Cruise, you know, jump in all of a sudden out of nowhere. But there's ways to get into acting. I'm not going to take any classes or anything like that. And all the actors out there are probably curling up right now, <laughs> dying and <laughs> cursing me out, which is okay. You know, I never said I was going to be an actor. Right. I said I wanted to just take right. some You're acting. going to act. You're yeah, I wasn't going to pursue it as a career. But I saw it as a networking opportunity for myself to, to take that. And what I did was I started looking at all the different extra casting websites. So I did project casting and, and, and things like that. And they were reaching out to me and inviting me down for – different background roles. I was on Mrs. Maisel. I did Quantico. I did a bunch of shows like that. But I saw the business from that, that I can get the contacts from these. Yeah. Right. And get into different types of maybe events and and things like that. So I started meeting a lot of people doing these things, producers, directors, people that are in charge of the casting departments. Those were now in my Rolodex that I had, I never had previously. Right. So I use that to do even now more luxurious dinner parties and things of that nature to build a brand now more on a national level because now I'm traveling to California. I'm going to other places where the first year I was just local here on Long Island. I'm, li- I'm just listening to you, and I, I, I think about digital marketing world all the time uh, because of we're so heavily ingrained in it. I'm listening to you. I'm saying, man, he's building his newsletter audience. He's creating sales opportunities. He's creating wins for the the, the reader or, right. or, and building those connections. And it, it just, it really is fat. You're, you're a very unique individual because you, you've taken so many lessons that I, I just think your drive to constantly evolve. Um, you don't pigeonhole yourself as a, listen, you, you're a tech guy, you were a salesperson, you were a graphics to guy. To a point, you know, the tech, yeah. but, I, but I know my knowledge but, base. But you touched on yeah. all of these different things. And it sounds to me like you've, you've never lost track of the path that you were on saying, how can I jump back six or seven levels from where I am today to seize an opportunity, create something bigger and better, whether it be for yourself or someone else. Yeah, um, because you're, you're, you're definitely a connector as well. I mean, you, you talk about how you're building your Rolodex all the time, right? but I, I've, I've watched a lot of what you do and, and, you know, I watch with a different eye because I'm looking for different things. Um, it's like we talk about Gary Vaynerchuk here all the time. Right, Gary and, and I don't necessarily consume Gary's content to learn. I consumed Gary's content for years to understand what he was doing. So the message that he was talking about, I never heard a word coming out of his mouth. I mean, baseball I was like, guy and yeah, cards. He but, was always on that. But I, I, I look at the things and I say, why did he put this here? And why did he put it there at that time? And that's why I've built a team around me that helps me to understand that so that we're always finding new opportunities to say, well, we want to go deeper in our relationships with our existing clients or those that are close to being existing clients. But 
there's all again, there's only so much blood you can get from the same stone. True. So let's keep building and, and deepening those, strengthening those roots. But if the roots are so strong and so deep, it should be able to support a bigger network. How do we grow outside of that? And it goes to a video that Corey and I were watching yesterday of a friend of ours from California who was talking about it. And ironically, Gary's piece of advice was, well, if you're that good at it here and you're that strongly embedded in it, why not grow outside of it? Correct. You know, the, yeah. the, the branches can grow wider and wider. And if they do, the roots might grow wider and wider as well. Support a bigger and better brand. Exactly. And so, and so we went from being local year one yeah. to building it more, let's say, regional mm-hmm. in the second year. Um, third year, I said, okay, look, you know, dinner parties and all that thing is great. What do we do now to completely change that, flip the script? What do we do different? Because you always have to reinvent yourself. If you are constantly doing the same thing year after year. Get after stale. Year, yeah, get stale. And people are like, oh, he's boring. Yep. You know, there's nothing new to learn from him, right? Does that mean you can start coloring the hair soon enough? I'm not sure yet. You know, my daughter said she was going to get me one night and she was going to put some pink hair in there. I said, "You, yeah, okay. And you might wind up with no eyebrows. So, <laughs> so it's, it's constantly evolving and reshaping who you are and not being scared to do that. And, again, that's why I bring up the fear aspect. Yep. And, and that's because of the success. So in the third year, I said, we have to do something different. And my wife is actually was the first few years. She was one of my, my team members, right? We didn't pay anyone. We were doing all the dinner parties, 15, 20 people, just me and her, right? We did all the networking. That's great. Yeah. We became a really good solid team, right? And we worked off of each other. She knew what I was thinking. She knew when I got pissed off, you know, she was my eyes on certain things that I wasn't watching. So in the third year, we started doing pop-up dinner parties that were themed. And we did eight in one year, sold them all out through Eventbrite. Didn't pay for an ounce of an ad. Used all the social media angles we possibly could. Um, threw that to different events that we did and marketed it when we went there. We have never paid for advertising. I always hear people say, I got to buy Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all this nonsense. You didn't You didn't pay for classic advertising. Ever. Your, your, your network is your advertising. Yeah. yeah. You know, you rely on those people who have maybe a bigger social pull that might not be online, but they might be big in the community. Now you use that to your advantage. Yeah. You know, you use that as your, your advertising. It's why, it's why those, it's why those platforms exist. Yeah. You know, it's all about connection, creating, creating opportunities. And just because you're getting paid doesn't mean that, that it's a bad thing. It's, it's you know, thing. there are more and more businesses starting to realize and it's, which is mind blowing. It's to organic. Me. You know, it's, there it's are more, natural. yeah, there's so much, and there's so many small businesses that don't even realize that you can create a business page on Facebook. Yeah. Like you just want to, yeah, I get it. I've immersed myself in it and I'm a little bit on the older end of the spectrum, sure. but I just want to smack some people around some days and say, you can't have a personal account and promote a business. Well, they can also they, get nervous too, Dean, that they, they don't have enough followers on their, their business page. They only need which one. Is- which is garbage. Yeah, only, I'll, I'll get to that point. Listen, I, I say all the time, if one person listens right. to 10% of any episode of the podcast and it's your mother or my mother, sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because somewhere something's going to resonate. It's not about having, you know, we, we kind of thought about the 10,000 follower thing on Instagram for a while and said, that's not necessary for us. We can do paid if you want to swipe up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that fall into place and a lot of things are changing with social media. So, in the third year, that's what we did. We did the pop-ups. They did great. Everyone was, we did 75 people at each one. Probably did close to six, 700 people in that period of time, just eight events. And it did great. You know, we, we, it takes two months to plan one. Um, so that's why we did the eight in itself. Um, 
We did actually two in, in one month, if I'm not mistaken, which was which was great. And I said to him, we got to do something in different in, in year year four. She's like, I don't want to be involved anymore. Okay. I said, okay. She goes, that's what you can do different. <laughs> That'll wake you up. I said, okay. Your right uh, hand literally just got cut off. Right. I said, okay, that, that's interesting. So then the uh, the Food Network called us to do um, Chop Live, which was in uh, towards the end of year three, which was another great platform to to get socially out there and uh, spread you know your abilities and what you like to do and, and, and show off a little bit. Um, and that was the competition. It was a live event of Chopped. Yeah, so that, now that had now, to be interesting. Yeah, it was fun. You know, you, three thousand people we cook for. They, they chose the top thirty cooks, chefs, foodies in the United States to compete there. Um, and that was a good platform to to get yourself out there. And all the network executives were there, even though you don't know who they are. They're mm-hmm. there. It's mm-hmm. their it's their event. You know, right. Uh, and all all the. The celebrity judges were there, Scott Conant down, Alton Brown, all those guys. So we did that. We use that now, that marketing aspect that we were part of Chop Live. You know, we were using that to advertise and use that on our little marquees that we yep. built on my on my website. Uh, and then fast forward, we said, okay, we did that year four. Now we started focusing more now on large scale events that we wanted to do. Um, and now these were people that were inviting me to be guest judges, mm-hmm. hosting events. And we started falling into that platform, uh, which was great. You know, we were doing appearances. We were doing live demonstrations. So, again, you see how it's like a transition. You're creating a, you're creating a bigger and bigger and more clearly defined level of celebrity for yourself. I don't even call it celebrity. I'm showing people more of what I, I can do. And how I can help your brand also make money at the probably same the time. wrong choice of words, yeah. but but uh, it, I, the celebrity I what... aspect comes with that because that's part of the publicity, you know, that they use for television and things right. like that. It's a validation. It's a validation. Look, you can only use the word celebrity for so much. If you're not making right. someone money, you're gonna wind up, yeah. you know, that guy that was that one hit wonder. Yep. I wasn't looking for that to happen. So we then evolved into doing live shows. That was the main focus in our fourth year. And I was doing food shows, trade shows from everyone you could possibly think of, from Walmart down the line to Hereford Beef, which was for the National Beef Association. Uh, they have 3,000 farms that they mm-hmm. work with in the United States, so I did their trade show. You know, And that's exactly what I wanted to do, get out there on the big sh- stage and, and demo for an hour and s- give samples and right. have fun with the crowd. So that was the fourth year. Now into year five, I'm like, okay. You can only do this now for so long, right? Now now you've developed a nice mix of things from private dinner parties, pop-ups, live shows. I said, what can we do? And Ann's like, you've been talking about having your own TV show now for years. You, know, you had written it up, the, the whole the whole sheet, a, a treatment. Um, it's time to, to get it out there. And now this is when Amazon was allowing people, and Roku just jumped up, they're allowing people to put on their platform. Okay, so their video platforms in the infancy stage, pub, public version of the infancy stage. Yeah, so now okay. we're at, right now, we're in 2020. Forward. And I said, okay, we got to get this done. Uh, Food Network, prior to that, we had a, an agreement that we mm-hmm. were going to do a show together. Um, but I just did not like the direction that they were headed with it. And, and I pulled out. And that was probably... Could have been a, and this was your show that you were doing with them, not yeah. their show you were doing for Life them. Live show. Um, they wanted the complete IP of the show. 
a full creative control. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. I'm not giving that away. Uh, it's it's funny. You, more and more we look at it. You you don't need networks. Like no. like I said, you know, we've had we've had fifty thousand people watch our our six to ten minute show. Right. And it just blows my mind more and more that that damn phone that's in your pocket is the TV, the radio, the eighty five percent. It's everything we do, and you know th- it's amazing how the world just keeps changing more and more and more. Yeah. And with the pandemic too, now more and more people are relying on their, yep. their mobile devices. So that that's just skyrocketing. Um, I didn't know that was going to happen back then. Right. I, I probably would have had a better plan. Listen, something good comes out of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we we, we uh, started casting and, and, and getting everything together in January of 2020 for Family Kitchen Revival. Um, built the show back in, in early 2018. Uh, that was when we were showing the Food Network and, it wasn't called Family Kitchen Revival back then. It was a completely different name. Um, they loved the show. They were they were all onto it. I was working with a uh, a third party entertainment company uh, that did a lot of stuff with Food Network previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I can't bring up their name, unfortunately. And there was an evolution, and you've moved on. Simple enough. Yeah, in two thousand eighteen, but they did a lot of stuff with Food Network. They they were. They did like all the Food Network star shows and, okay. and stuff like that. But when we got to the point where we were getting closer to the agreement and getting the show ready to go, uh, the Food Network just flipped the script quickly, flipped the switch. And I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing this with you guys. Okay. Now, probably I could have turned a lot of people mad in the industry, and a lot of people I know that work in the industry said, you just completely screwed yourself. You know, you're going to have a lot of people in this industry now black label you you caught yourself a, a big issue to deal with. Okay. I said, I don't think so. I think I did the right thing. I'm not going to give away everything I've creatively developed because I want an instant paycheck. And that's exactly what it was going to well, be. And, and that's where there's an integrity issue there. Yeah. Not, not to say that they were operating from a position of not having integrity, but you know, you've got, you've got your own, your, your own brand that you're looking to protect. My own brand looking to protect. And I looked at it as the mindset of the record industry, right? When I was working for post perfect, they work with all of the big music mm-hmm. people in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hip-hop artists, rap stars, pop artists, anyone you can think of in the early 2000s that were big in that industry. But those people sell out so fast to be on the air that they sign a contract. Yeah. They're not looking at the residual factors, yep. right? And you're making a dollar on each record that's yep. sold. That's what the they would make. So I'm like, I don't want that to happen to myself, you know, they see that this could be longevity, that they could have more shows come out of this, and there's products that can happen, and you know, cookbooks. If I sold my IP, I don't have any of that and, stuff. And look look where to take the, the analogy that you use. Look where the music industry has gone in yeah. those 15 to 20 years. Yep. So much is being self-produced, self-promoted. Yes. Um, you know, and the record companies are acknowledging more and more finally that they've got to work as a partner with the, with the artist as opposed to the owner of it. Right. And that's where my previous experience helped. So I looked at it, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. So I said, there's other platforms. And this is when I said, now Amazon has opened up a lot of things to a lot of people. We put it on Roku. I, I met with a uh, an OTT type of company where they are the ones that transition your content that's fully put together. And they put it onto a channel and they stream it for you you get now a revenue share it's of the, it's the video version of an RSS feed kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's the video version. So you get a, an actual revenue share of the advertisements that are gotcha. running in between 
your TV show, which could be a 23, a 30-minute show. You get 23 minutes of airtime, and then it's like six or seven commercials mm-hmm. that fall into place mm-hmm. over that period of time. And you get that share. And the more viewership and the more people watch, right. the, the more money you num- make. The bigger right? that number becomes. You're getting that revenue share. So we put that on Amazon. We had that on Roku. And we did great on Amazon. We had millions of people watch the show. I mean, we had a tons of you know great five-star reviews. Yep. And I said, you know what? I, I think we need to not be on there anymore. So I pulled it down after having such great success. And I said, we want to sell the show. It's time. It's time now for the show to be sold. So I started looking at networks, and, and I met a showrunner. Uh, I met Frank Torsia from Torch Entertainment. And we're in the process of doing that right now. And good for you. We should have some good news. I'm, I'm actually open today. I heard the phone ring. So <laughs> we're waiting on some, some things Listen, happening. We could always hit pause if you got to take that big call. Right. That big That's call. all right. I, I think I like the, uh, the mystery right now. I love it. So. Listen, we, we've been at this a while, and I, I don't want to confuse the audience because I think we're going to break this down into multiple episodes sure. because I think I think a lot of what we've pulled out of you is only the tip of the iceberg, to be honest with you, because I, I think your future, if your path and your consistency stays at the same rate it's at right now, I, I, I think there's limitless possibilities for you. So I definitely want to stay in touch and say, listen, let's do this again and kind of recap, say, where were we? whenever uh, and come back and say, look at what's evolved and show why those opportunities became the, the, the massive opportunities that they were whether, again, whether positive or negative. Yeah, absolutely. And what we can learn from. Yeah. It's always uh, a learning experience, you know? And I, I think that's one of, you know, of all, of all the guests that we've had and we've had some absolutely fantastic ones. I think I'm, I'm listening to you saying there were more learning opportunities discussed in the hour and a half, two hours we're sitting here doing this than in a large majority of the previous ones combined. Not to say that what we discussed in previous episodes wasn't relevant, but I, I, I think people listen with an open mind to where you're coming from. I think there's so many things that people can learn to benefit themselves personally, professionally, business, growth, entrepreneur, sure. so on and so on. So let's let's start to wrap up. Where do you see foresee, you know, we talk about that that game plan of, hey, where do you see yourself 10 years, five years, two years from now, reverse engineer it. Where where are you looking for the opportunities that you may need help, or where do you see yourself evolving to over the next, let's say, five years? Well, I, I started a new blueprint. Uh, got the five-year plan that was done previously. That's to bet. Right. You got to start all over again. Yep. You know, it's, it's restructuring. So we have a, a new five-year plan that I put in place that I'm following that blueprint. Uh, and now the new blueprint is my entertainment company, JS Entertainment. So the main goal is to develop unscripted shows for numerous types of streaming platforms. Could be network, doesn't have to be. There's a lot of opportunity to get your content out there. Um, so that's something I'm focusing strictly on right now. Uh, food is always going to be something I'm I'm good at. I wouldn't say it's a passion. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, food's my passion. I've heard a lot of that before. Uh, well, because the perception is, if you look at a lot of what you do, you're you're always behind a grill at a at a counter. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm not gonna say it's my first love, um, but it's something I enjoy and I'm good it's at. It's a tool in your tool belt. It's a tool in my tool belt. I'm and okay I see with that. it's a way to make money and and people like what I do, which is a positive thing, right? Knock yep. on wood. Um, so we'll probably do something similar to that down the line. You know, more live shows. We're gonna bring that back. Um, I want to tour. Uh, a show that I did for a New York restaurant 
international show in, in the city. We did at the Javits Center. Yep. It was called Getting Saucy with Sinto. So we're going to start looking to try to tour that once okay. the pandemic opens up. Right. You know, the regional type of travel. Once we're allowed to get face-to-face with people. Yeah, once, you know, which hopefully that will change soon. I don't see why I can't. Um, so those are the things I'm going to focus on right now. More the entertainment. Yeah, I love it. Uh, listen, you know we're here to be a resource and help in any way we can. Sure. I, lo- I love watching what you're doing, and, and I... I, I'd love the fact that we were able to collaborate on something like this to kind of open up some minds. And I, I hope if nothing else, somebody walks out of this with an opportunity to look at themselves and say, I need to be a little bit more open-minded than anything else. Yeah. Because the I, opportunities, the opportunities to grow and succeed are there. You have to be willing to accept and embrace it. Absolutely. And I think something that they can look back on, I did a article for entrepreneurial chef magazine. And even though it says chef in it, there's a lot of pieces in it that you could use no matter what industry you're in, that article. Is that article publicly accessible? Yes. All right. I got to get the link. We're going to share that because I've read, I've read it as well when you sent it over to me, and I think it was a brilliant piece on how to take the word chef right. and build a brand around it without actually being a quote-unquote chef right correct and and there was awareness there that and and that really was one of the things that opened my eyes to say this guy is not someone who's necessarily a chef who becomes an entrepreneur this is a business person who used you who used food and leveraged it to build a brand the brand that is you correct and, and i'm watching the evolution of that and i'm i'm very i'm very excited to see where it goes next because i really do you have a lot of influence over a lot of people. You will have a lot more influence over a lot more people in the business world to say, this is a guy who gets it. You know, you may not need to use him as a resource and get to know him, but you need to get to know what he does. You know, to go back to our, our Gary V comment yeah, sure. earlier, you don't necessarily need to listen to what I'm saying. You need to watch what I'm doing and watch why we're doing those. Things. I see a lot of similarities to me and Gary, yeah. obviously, you know, where we're, we're probably close in age yeah. or, or similar to it. He, he he kind of followed a similar path. Yep. He was a little bit more into a more a conservative thing that he started out with, with, with wine and everything. Right. But there's some similarities. Yeah. And, and another thing that you guys could take also is the Forbes article I just did, which talks about ways to make money during the pandemic. We will we will so get yeah, we'll get links to both of them and we'll yeah. we'll share them publicly so that people can see it and again use that as some of our marketing to market our marketing kind yeah, of thing absolutely. so it, it all comes cyclical. Dude, I want to thank you so much for coming in. It was a fascinating interview for me. I hope that I hope that our listeners get the same amount of value or at least the percentage of it that I got out of this because this was a great learning opportunity for me uh, and and I appreciate it. And like I said, we're here to be a resource for you with what we're doing. If there's ever anything we could do to be a benefit, you definitely know how to find us yeah i'm accessible so me is fine that without a doubt you are accessible yep. and even during a pandemic we still figured out a way to, to talk did. and he I, I think he helped me put on a couple pounds brought back a <laughs> lot of great memories he did it he did a video the other day about potato pancakes and i said man oh, it yeah, reminded yeah. me of my grandmother yeah. who I, I you know i've missed she's been gone 35 40 years sure. but i was like that one ingredient i was and it, 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 it was great because it not only made me feel good to see someone else doing it, but it brought back so many positive memories for sure, me. So the comforts listen, 
you put a smile on my face. And if, if that's the only victory you have in a day, it's a huge one to have. So that's important. I can't thank you enough. My pleasure. It was a pleasure. I look forward to getting to know you more, spending more time with you and, and, and evolving and being, being part of your journey as well, wherever we possibly can. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We're probably going to chop this into two episodes. So I look forward to getting your feedback. And if you have questions for Chef Jonathan, reach out to us. We'll connect you with him or find him. What's the easiest place for everybody to find you? Uh, Chef Jonathan S dot com or as Instagram Chef Jonathan S. So it's there you all go. the same. It's my first name, last initial Chef. And Chef we'll Jonathan link it S. up. And he's enter- if nothing else, he is definitely entertaining. As always, thank you so much for listening, for watching. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Go do something special to make someone else smile today.